I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. Our brains judge, and thank you for the frontal lobe for that. <laughs> and how many clients do we work with that are challenged by judging or non judgment, Nikki? How many? 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. How absolute in a non-absolute psychological science world. It would be like, how often does the sun rise and set? 100% of the days. It's just fact fact of reality. Even behind the clouds. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So today we're going to discuss judgments, the role of judgments in behavior, and how judgments really can have pretty significant impacts on how we feel what we do and, and how we behave. Yeah. Well, and can we, and, and what we're really aiming for is non-judgmental stance, which is a, is a major tenant of mindfulness and, you know, uh, cognitive behavioral therapies. You want to jump right into the science. There she goes. <laughs> the teacher and her just can't help herself. Sure I, wanted, can. I wanted to slowly like ease anybody into, <laughs> into, into what it might be, look like. So, yeah, I mean, we, I, I'll bring in, so maybe, all right, let's just dive right in. So you bring us some of the, uh, you know, Western stuff uh, in terms of behavioral science. So we're aiming for non-judgment. So a listener just said, what the hell is that, Mickey? Yeah. So, so being um, non-judgmental, practicing non-judgmental stance, obviously that language is, you know, comes from more of a mindfulness um, framework, though. Cognitive behavioral therapies have always aimed for this because we're really aiming to see the world as it is. Um, so brains are, as you know, Pete was just saying, like designed to judge things and distort reality, right? Like tell stories about reality. And so, you know, yeah. in behaviorism, we're really trying to um, target, and we actually call it cognitive restructuring. Yeah. Uh, so cognitively restructure um, our thinking so that we are able to basically see reality accurately, which is honestly a pretty hard thing to do for the human brain. 100% of the clients I work with on non-judgment then think that they'll no longer enjoy things or that they're mm. taking away like the thrill. And mm. I, I I challenge them to look at it's actually the opposite, mm-hmm. that when we could take a non-judgmental stance, you're actually going to experience things more fully. So maybe mm-hmm. what, do, what, do you th- what do you think about that? Well, I was going to say the kernel of truth in that, like when I'm working with people and they're the same thing and they're like, that sounds boring to just see things as yeah. it is. I'm like, well, the kernel of truth is that like judgments are colorful, Yeah. right? Like judgments are colorful. And, you know, and then we also know that when we engage in judgments, it intensifies emotions. So it's not, it's not totally wrong when somebody right. says, oh no, but I just say is like, well, I want you to recognize what is a judgment and what is real. Yeah. So you have the option. So like if you're writing a novel yeah, you're going to use a lot of colorful language where there's opinions and judgments and we're all going to have preferences and opinions about things. We're not trying to take that away, but your opinion right. about something is not reality. Yeah. Well, and we like foods better than others. We judge foods. Sure. We judge colors. You know, so yeah, there's well, it's like the blue is the best color. Purple is the well, worst. I mean, I don't bite but, your tongue. I like green. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite color? Oh, <laughs> oh pink. You, uh, you, no, not just, not just pink. <laughs> fluorescent pink. Fluorescent pink. <laughs> Anything in the knee. Technically, like fluorescent, like coral. You said you saw the shoes I was wearing today. I showed yeah. the sneakers yeah. I'm wearing today. They're pink. They're actually like hot reddish <laughs> orange, technically, but yeah. yeah. Casual, <laughs> yeah. casual Friday over yeah, here. Ca- yeah, casual Friday. At Wendy's Meets West. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, well, it's it, so I, I wrote about that actually. That 
the Dalai Lama, right? Somebody that people look up to will will mm-hmm. like some foods better than other, and so mm-hmm. that would be a judgment. And so it's not to say that we never judge. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to get to a place of uh, just describing, you know, what is because I find as we learn, say, cognitive distortions, we realize that like everything we think is mm-hmm. distorted, on some to some degree. Yeah, because well, this is the thing. You know, again, I always say, like, you know, humans as a species, like we're, we're pretty narcissistic, right? <laughs> we think like, I, yeah, you know, yeah. like we're like, everything we do is, re- I'm like, we're kind of like a, we're kind of a, me- we're a pretty messy species. And it's we like, are very messy, yeah. yeah, we're very messy. And the way our brains are wired, it's, it's a filtration system that actually, you know, and this is something, you know, I like that. Get really uncomfortable when they, when they come to grips with this truth is that we're never actually totally experiencing the moment. It's almost like a delay, like almost like, yeah, yeah, about, yeah. like when you're watching TV and it's live, it's like, well, it's got to like pass through the airwaves before it gets to you, right? There's yeah. like a like an imperceptible delay. The same goes for our brains. So our, our brains are taking in all this infinite stimuli yeah. and then creating a picture and an experience and a story for you. And, you know, we just kind of walk around assuming that what our brains are showing and telling us is real. And yeah. what I love about understanding that judgments are like judging things like which is like evaluating just mm-hmm. trying to determine like what's good what's bad whatever if, when that's a part of our biological experience frankly right yeah. it gives us power to say like okay if i know that to be true i'm going to recognize that when my brain is saying something to me i have an i'm going to know like it may or may not be accurate i'm going to practice some curiosity to see like is what my brain's saying matching the data that's available to me or the facts, right? Drop it, drop in the mic. Drop in the mic. Well, drop it's also, well, it's another thing about like not ever actually seeing yourself, mm. right? Say, because more, like, say more about that. Well, because it's always like an image or a reflection or I don't know. I'm not as that smart to remember this from biology, but like to have a brain like reverts what you actually see. And so when you're looking at yourself right. or a picture of yourself. Oh yeah. Like in the mirror. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. you never actually see yourself, which is another, yes. so there, there is this like philosophical aspect and that's where the, that's where the East comes in with mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. is that Eastern philosophy, AKA Buddhism in this regard, when East meets mm-hmm. West is a, philo- is just that it's a philosophy. It's not a religion. Mm-hmm. Technically speaking, mm-hmm. when it was developed, it was developed to end suffering. Um, the suffering wasn't related to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to religion per se. Uh, and so I think that that's a lot of what this is, but you know, I'm just thinking that I bet you there's a lot of readers that be like, you know what, Dr. Rubin hates my brain. You know, because you're always talking about the human brain <laughs> and and how it screws us up. Yeah, well, it's, you know, I I've I, you know I think I've said it here before is that obviously, like I actually I love brains. I mean, I'm a I'm a psychologist, right? Like I I love brains. What I what I want to be really clear about with you know with patients and with listeners on this podcast is that our brains are just organs, yeah. right? Like yeah. they're just organs, and we we like give them a pass all the time because we're like, I always like to say like our personalities share real estate in our skull mm. with our brains. Right. But our personalities and our, and the organ of the brain is not the same thing. So yeah. just when people are like, brains are so cool. I'm like, yeah, brains are cool. But like, so are stomachs. So are <laughs> hearts. Like, so, yeah. so is the pancreas. Like, you know, it's not more cool than other organs. And it, it has like effective functions and things that don't work as well, just like every other part of the body. And if yeah. we don't, if we don't accept and understand that we get ourselves into a lot more trouble because we're interacting with our brains as if like they, they're like all knowing, like, yeah. like 
factual omnipotent, omnipotent yeah. beings you know it's like no it's a it's just tissue in there it's like you know <laughs> <laughs> like kleenex yeah <laughs> like like <laughs> like the tissue of your body let I me gotcha. it's like the tissue of your body right so it's like well, so well it's interestingly like, about the tissue of your body the part yeah. of the brain where personality is is also where judgment occurs and so that 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 links nicely to yes. some of the, you know western science of us understanding that the frontal lobe is really involved and you know we what 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 you and i i know i, I may have even borrowed this from you is that we've been doing heart surgery for over 100 years and we've mm-hmm. just been imaging the brain you know for the last 20 years or so and so yeah. we know we don't know shit is what it kind of, <laughs> you <laughs> have know to put a, we have to put a little explicit mark on, on this exp- on there you go again <laughs> edit it out i think shit's okay but anyway yeah. i mean the idea is that we are just this frontal lobe, whatever that means. I mean, we do know that that's the last part of the brain that evolves. Mm-hmm. You know, neuroplasticity indicates that the brain keeps evolving even until mm-hmm. we die. You know, mm-hmm. I, we've talked about that on here that yeah. we that the brain stops evolving and growing mm-hmm. over time, but it doesn't. And so, personality, judgment, these are all parts of the of this tissue yes. that need to be exercised or need work. Right? We we do cardio for our heart. We eat well for our stomach. You know, we do other things. But what are we doing? You know, to to try and help. Um, judgment, you know, judgment in, in this well, episode. Well, so, and I think the point would be then the, you know, all roads lead to mindfulness is to practice yeah. mindfulness to experience things as they are, or, you know, as is often used, like um, a phrase used commonly in, in DBT is like, like just like staying just the facts, like yes. what are the facts, you know? I'm sure my patients want to like wring my neck because I'm like yeah, all over and over facts. again. I'm always like, what are the facts? Like what's the you're facts? Like, you're like Julia Roberts and Aaron Brockovich. Is that what, I don't even no, it, the, is that what the, no, the <laughs> that large what disclaimer favorite movie. Yeah. Um, hey, Julia, ever want to come on? Yeah. And <laughs> um, no, she's like, uh, never, no, she's like, never heard the podcast. Ne- yep, <laughs> never, <laughs> and we'll never listen to it. That's okay. Um, <laughs> no, well, there's a the large firm comes in, and Julia, the, her character, Aaron Brockovich, uh-huh. did a really good job building relationships with these families, and that's what really got the data to then mm-hmm. realize what was happening mm-hmm. in the water. Yeah. The big firm came in, you know, the, 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 the lawyer with like the suit on and the pearls was uh-huh. like, just give me the facts. Just give me the facts. And Julia's character was like very like more emotionally connected. Uh-huh. So you're like a blend of these two lawyers. I'm like a blend of the two. Yeah, it's a dialectic. <laughs> dialectic. Well, there it is. Well, because, you know, with the facts, what, what I love about facts is that are, are that like, I, and I, I say this a lot to people. I'm like, facts are very grounding from an emotional yeah. standpoint. And, and what's really interesting is that, and this is very relevant to the, you know, like the current climate, like political climate and cultural climate that we're in, right? Where people are finding themselves down um, rabbit holes of information that just confirm their own opinions and judgments, right? Yeah. And I'll say like facts are emotionally regulating their grounding, whether they're facts we like or they're facts we don't like. Mm. Like, you know, for example, like nobody likes the fact that we don't know the future. Mm-hmm. You know, our brains do a lot of work trying to like assume, judge something bad's going to happen. Like, you yeah. know, I know this person's not going to like me or I, or I definitely know I'm going to get this job. It's like, no, you don't. Like we right. never know what the future is. That's may or may not happen. Yeah. We, the only truth of the future is, is, is it's uncertain. It's, it's unknown. unknown. That's a yeah. fact, yeah. but that is more regulating. It's more grounding. And, and, but brains, as we've also said, they don't, they don't want to connect with facts that they don't like, which pushes us back to judgments, back to, and we should say, you know, different, like assumptions, those are judgments, right? Opinions, those are judgments. It's basically, you know, anything that's not fact, real fact. Yeah. And what we're trying to do is relinquish judgment. 
you know, and I think that's the neutral judgment that we described because the relinquishing of judgment allows us to surrender to life's perfect process, right? The idea that, and, and that is, that's the Eastern teaching is that yes. it is all perfectly imperfect. Yes. You know, yes. it's all um, working the way that it's meant to work. Uh, it, it, it's the suffering is a part of it. And actually what we find, and there's some Eastern teachings that say that the, that the, the suffering can lead or be a gateway to consciousness, which I, you know, I think is really profound for our listeners to like sit. Yeah, because with. why? Why would why can that be a gateway to consciousness? Through suffering, we learn about both our strengths and our weaknesses, and I think part of understanding how resilient we are. Mm. You know, I mean, if we reflect back on, I mean, I was doing supervision with uh, this weekend. One of the my supervisee was talking about the trauma of of the client and how there was like one after the other after the other, and yeah. so I, I just asked him, "Well, what what what's your what's your like humanistic, you know, your human response to that?" And he yes. was like, "Damn, she's resilient." I'm like, "Exactly, yeah." You know? And and that is what she, you know, he was worried about if he had to report anything or like all the logistics of of how some of our work could go. And I said, and she felt comfortable to share this with you and how beautiful to celebrate her resilience because here she is being able to tell you about all of that. Yeah, that's a really lovely example, Pete, because I th- it was interesting, like a moment ago when you said like the word uh, relinquish, relinquish our job yeah. is to relinquish the judgment. And, and immediately I thought, hmm, like I bet that some people would hear that and again, get attached to this notion of like, that means I can't judge. And then right. what you just said was like, actually, no, it, from an Eastern perspective, we're not trying to rid our, we're not actually trying to relinquish. We're trying to let go. Yeah. Right. Like recognize and let go, but not eliminate. Not because, eliminate. Because as you're just describing, this is a part of our human experience as we walk this planet. And yeah. it, it sounds like in Buddhism, they're saying like that, that is an inroad into consciousness and, you know, perhaps connection. I, I can't wait till we do that episode on consciousness. We have to do that. Cause I keep getting faced with it. Even this week with my Zen teacher, consciousness came up mm. and Zen doesn't really have a good, you know, this is where I think the West is critical to understanding some of these Eastern philosophies. Well, I was going to say the West doesn't really either though. You know, it's like well, I try to, maybe it's none of us do. <laughs> well, well, I think, yeah, totally. I but say, we've well, done a better, I think we have done a little better of a job of at least trying to study it. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. If I've read, it's like, it's so hard. It's whatever. Sorry, well, guys, it's we're getting it. So that's another, another episode, um, <laughs> <laughs> another episode, but, but yeah. So, I mean, when, I mean, do you ever have the, um, experience though, of like when you're, when you're trying to help someone become more aware of their judgments, mm-hmm. identify them in the service of, you know, giving them the option of, of reorienting back to reality, back to the facts that not, o- not only that people might think it's boring as you were saying before, but but do you ever find that um, folks kind of maybe like try to cling to their judgments or like argue oh, that yeah. that's that's a better quote unquote way to be here? I don't know. What's what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, because with the distortion, there's at least one data point of when their distortion was true, and that's what they mm-hmm. hold on to because that's mm-hmm. what we do, and that's what mm-hmm. our brains do. It it, mm-hmm. it latches onto that. So I think that yeah. there's always going to be something that will say that you know. Um, what I think the other piece that I wanted to share was one of the Eastern uh, authors, Pema Chodron, uh, who I've, I've mentioned here. And I've, mm-hmm. I really like her writing. So any uh, any listeners out there like... Yeah, she's very like very wise. I very, mean, wi- very, very I like wise. That, yeah. right? Wise and accessible. Yes, yes. Right. And so uh, if we learn to open our hearts, anyone, including the people who drive us crazy, can be our teacher. 
And that's, that's to me, what encompasses this whole idea of judgment, because what the alternative is when I'm with someone that's driving me nuts, I'm just judging them for them driving me nuts, right? Some personality flaw, some Mm -hmm. personality disconnect between Mm -hmm. myself and them, whatever it is, versus this, this is a teachable moment, you know? And I think that drives some people nuts. Well, yeah, because I think that, well, and I think we want to be mindful to, to validate that you know, when somebody is saying something that we don't like, right. Or we disagree with not judging them. Isn't just, it's not like, I don't know how to say it's like, it's not like taking the high road, so to speak, or it's not going like, this is just a teachable moment. It's actually just letting go of the evaluation that it's bad, that somebody is doing something or believes something that, or you're experiencing something that, that is unpleasant. It's just like being with that as it is. I mean, again, it's as is. Well, that's the neutral, that's a neutral stance. And and yeah. Yeah. And, and what I want us to think about maybe in this Mm -hmm. season too, is, Mm -hmm. is, is shifting from all roads lead to mindfulness, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's, we know that we're always Mm going to plug that and it's worked, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a ton of evidence that proves it. Um, and I have found that there are many people that it's, they're not ready for it yet, or it's really hard to mm-hmm. get to. And sure, I think sure. judgments is one of the, one of those ones that are yes. really challenging for a lot yes. of folks. Yes. Yes. So almost bringing in some of the first or second wave Western stuff would be really kind of cool for us to even consider this upcoming season. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I mean, I think in terms of, you mean in terms of sort of like it, from a segue perspective, like challenging distortions yeah. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I, and I obviously like, I, I certainly challenge distortions though. I gotta say like, I, I've, I still lean towards like just helping people understand like, while yes, we want to come back to facts. And I mean, I am talking about that a lot clinically with people. <laughs> yeah you know, all the time. I mean, if, if any patients are listening, they're gonna be like, yep, the yep. Mickey talks about a lot. Um, I, I'm always starting with just recognizing like, this is just what your brain does. Like there yes. isn't mindfulness saying like, don't judge the judging, right? Yes. Like the, like anticipate that that's supposed to happen. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and I, and I should mention, and I think I've actually mentioned this in a past episode. I can't remember which one that, you know, the evolutionary function of judgment, which Absolutely. I think is relevant to say is that it's quick information. So yeah. like that 40,000 years ago, we're cave people, we're looking for berries. There's like a rustling in the bushes and we don't know what it is. And there are saber toothed tigers that roam the land that we're looking for lunch in. Yeah. It was it was actually very adaptive to just assume that mm-hmm. that rustling was being caused by a predator because right. that got us to run. It might not have been a predator. It might have been the wind causing it, right? But our brains evolved to judge, right? Yeah. So we can't get rid of that, you know? It's adaptive. Learn to be with it. You and I could go on for probably four more episodes on about this. <laughs> and, and maybe we will. And maybe we will. Uh, but I love it. I think a good way of ending is uh, don't judge the judger and, and really just embracing that we are a messy species. Allow your brain to filter. And again, don't judge the judger. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Pete Economo. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.